0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Heartbeast Podcast, your holistic relationship talk show for gamers. I am Master Joe and today I am joined by my good friend just flew in from the drew universe. Give it up for Drew every day. What's up? What's going on, man?
1: I don't know if people know this, but I am not Master Wife.
0: This is very true. Uh, This is very true. I am not. So, this episode, uh, I know for for those of you that have been keeping up with us on Facebook and otherwise and whatnot, you may know that we've been having a bit of trouble uh, pushing episodes recently. A little bit of trouble. The reason being is we're having a tough time getting our schedules together, which is like weird. I mean, you guys are married, you live together, blah, blah. But Master Wife has crossed over into the next phase of her PhD. Next phase. Which essentially means she has the green light to write her dissertation. So, it's kind of a big deal there. Huge deal. Uh, And... That also means that she doesn't have as much time to do things, because uh, she's got to spend it you know, researching papers and writing and finishing her experiments, and it's really just ramped up. Like she's literally right now in our dining room working on the paper.
1: So <laughs> it, it, it looks, it, it looks tough.
0: Yeah, it's, it's. I can't even imagine. If if anyone's ever gone through the master program, had to write a thesis or you've gotten a phd i mean you just know Yo. it gets really crazy uh during the final the home stretch
1: just, just let me uh, let me break in here as someone who uh speaking from experience having gone through my own uh, not a phd program it was a professional doctorate program yeah when you get into that you got to write the last thing phase yeah your life just stops yeah it stops <laughs> you don't do things
0: so that that's the reason why we've kind of been you know Having a bit of trouble. But we do have uh, some solutions for that, which we'll get into a little bit later. But right now, it is time for the major. Oh.
1: Major Jazz. Hot peace, baby. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Drew
0: every day, ladies and gentlemen. He'll be here until Thursday.
1: Thank you. Joan
0: So, to start off. Uh, major heart piece of the week lots of stuff happened uh between two weeks from now or two weeks ago and now but one thing that happened to me really cool just yesterday just said
1: it happened in the future i just want that i did record. i did said i did it happened
0: in. <laughs> happened in it, happened.
1: <laughs> it, it will happen soon it hasn't happened yet i'm all mixed up from all Ain't the back no to heart the future days right and whatnot
0: but uh last saturday uh, you folks listening at home, this would be Monday, so two days ago for you all, uh, I held a, a Halloween stream, and I normally don't do like, I don't play a scary game or whatever, I just happened to stream and it was Halloween, so whatever, but uh, a viewer of mine, one of my moderators gifted me a game called A City Sleeps, and he showed it to me before, and I was like, oh man, this is like a bullet hell type game, it's a rhythm game, but bullet hell, and I'm really bad at those, so I don't know if I'm going to like this, but he gives it to me anyway. Hell. And I uh, played a little bit of it on the stream and it was fantastic. I've never played a game like that before. Uh, I was just talking with Drew every day about it before the show started. It's really freaking intricate. Uh, very interesting the way that the... Every bullet goes to the beat. So it's it's really nuts how they did it. You have to... You kind of have to either watch someone play it or play it yourself to really understand. But good for you all—it's eighty percent off right now at Steam. Uh, you can get the deluxe edition even that includes the soundtrack for literally a dollar and ninety-four cents, so less than two bucks. It's an amazing game, a lot of content, very challenging uh, on the later levels, but man, the music is awesome. So if you're so inclined, definitely go pick that up. Uh, another heart piece of the week came from that same stream. I've had a donation goal to get a second monitor. Oh, really? For the stream. And uh, yeah, because working with one monitor, I mean, you've got your you've got your stream preview window there. You've got your chat. You've got your bot. You've got your uh, follow notifications. You've got your your scripts. You've got your I mean, just there's so many windows and it could be a real pain. So many windows. I didn't even mention the browser. So it's Hashtag a lot of uh, first world. Problem. First world. <laughs> yeah. So we're trying to do that and do the stream. It's like, man, you really need a second monitor to have enough space to do all that stuff. So we had a donation drive for it and just cleared it yesterday with, and that's not even the special part. The special part is it came off of a 45 donation from one of the viewers who left a message saying that, hey man, here's some of my leftover birthday money, you know, happy Halloween. What? I'm like, wait a minute, because it's like, it's one thing to donate money, right? It's a completely different thing to donate birthday money.
1: Because birthday money is birthday
0: money yeah that's birthday money so that's like
1: buy stuff i don't need because i want it money yeah not help a brother out money
0: yeah yeah <laughs> it's definitely not helping brother out money but he helped a brother out so i appreciate that and i thought that was really just kind of above and beyond there so those are my major heart
1: pieces See, joe, of the week you, good stuff you, you know what that means joe what does that mean drew that means that you're officially a birthday present oh uh- <laughs> joe's an i'm a birthday now. present
0: I'm a birthday present. I did it. I did it, Ma. I did it. You did it. I did it. I made it. We made it. <laughs> hey. All right. So what do you got, sir?
1: What do I got? Okay. So, major heart piece of the week. You know how they say that there are times when you need to give up the dream and just move on and be an adult.
0: They do say Grow that. Up. They do say that quite a bit. Make
1: something of yourself. Well, very recently, my 39-year-old computer programmer cousin hmm. joined a music group, a hip-hop music group. Hip-hop music group. At the age of 39. Huh. And we're, we're pop-locking and. Oh, he's 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 not pop-locking. You know, 39 is 39. <laughs> Joints don't work the way they used to. I mean, he, he ain't broke down, but he's 39. All okay,
0: right. he's 39. So
1: that's not the heart piece of the week. It's not that he joined it. So the other day, I'm waking up at like 8.30. Don't ask why. I don't like waking up early. Yeah, I'm not a a morning person at all. uh, Not at all. Not at all. The sun is not my friend. All right. so I get a text message. It says Drew! (laughs) (laughs) Guess what? I say what? We're opening for the foreign exchange at Cat's Cradle. Oh, snap. Yes. So my cousin and his New coalition of the hip hop willing called the IV League that is letter I, letter V League is opening up for the foreign exchange music group at Cat's Cradle in Durham on November 7th. That would be next Saturday.
0: What isn't now, that's Elise. a heart piece for you? <laughs> well, yeah, that's a heart piece and a half. The yeah. <laughs> computer liked it so much, it started to play some music. It was so good. Hey. All right. <laughs>
1: I, I, I had one more, but I'll skip it. For, I'll save it for later.
0: Or word, word. Sometimes you got to save it for later. Well, word, guys. I mean, as we always say on this podcast, be on the lookout for anything amazing that you see happens to you or other people. Just give a little bit of extra life to the folks out there. Keep them, keep them going, man. It's important. it's important. It's important. It's important. So
1: I feel like I just got a one-up.
0: I know, I'm just saying you got to get that one-up, man. So this episode, we, we you guys are probably wondering, okay, what are we going to be talking about today? We, we always bring on a special guest to talk about something in particular, uh, as we do here on the podcast. So uh, from the Druuniverse, we've got this one issue, which I think is pretty, pretty cool. Talking about transformative approaches to mediation. Uh, transformative
1: mediation.
0: Bum, 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 bum. Uh, this is something that Drivy Day actually has done quite a bit of research and writing and academic uh, reporting on. Quite a bit. In the field. Uh, so first
1: of all, man, just tell us a little bit about what what that is.
0: Transformative
1: mediation. All right. So to understand what transformative mediation is. First, you got to understand the climate with which transformative mediation came to be.
0: Okay, everybody, get your get your uh, get your, your pen and, and pad. Your, get your
1: notepads out because we're your about to class. All right, I'm looking at you, Johnson. <laughs> stay awake. Right. Johnson, got my eye on you. Okay, so back in the '60s and '70s, a uh, bunch of legal minds started to notice that. Uh, adjudication, which for the laymen out there means uh, people taking people to court and suing them and stuff, wasn't always the most effective means of uh, getting the client uh, the result they wanted. Okay. So some of them came together and uh, started discussing ways that they could, uh, for lack of a better word, get people better results. Hmm. And what they came up with was something called facilitative mediation. Now, there are three types of mediation you need to know about. We're going to be talking about transformative, but you need to know the other two to get to transformative. So the first one is facilitative mediation. Now, that's the one that you have probably heard about if you've heard about mediation at all. That's where you got two people in a room or two sides parties in a room and you have a lawyer or somebody there who's a mediator. Okay. And one side says their piece and then the mediator takes that and basically defuses the. Uh, heated language and restates it. Then the other side says their piece and he does the same thing. And the the goal is to reach some sort of agreement. The other kind is evaluative mediation. Johnson, are you taking notes? I see your head down. Johnson,
0: Johnson, you gotta keep, you gotta stay awake, bud. Keep your eye on Johnson. Do not fall asleep in class, If you're
1: beside Johnson, just touch him. (laughs) Touch him when he starts to fall asleep, (laughs) All right. Okay. And let's see Johnson after class. Johnson, got my eye on you. Okay. Evaluative mediation. That's the second type. It's a little bit different. Instead of focusing on diffusing the arguments for the other side, you focus on taking the arguments and reframing them back to the side that made them. What, uh-huh. yeah. What you're trying to do is point out the various weaknesses in their argument so as to open them more to compromise. Again, the end goal is to reach And agreement. Right. Follow me so far. Not bad. Now I'm going to see if Joe's been paying attention. Okay. What's the common thread between trans, uh, not transformative, facilitative, and evaluative mediation?
0: It looks like the common thread between the two of them is that you're uh, you're absorbing, you're you're translating something from a side. Right. So with facilitative, you're taking it from the one side and you're absorbing it and translating it to the other side. Evaluative is you're taking it from one side and then translating it back to the same side.
1: Right. Now see this is why you like this is why you got to talk to people about things because this is a part that I hadn't even looked at. Joe's absolutely right that is a common thread between those between both facilitative and evaluative. You're translating I'm getting into my scholarly voice. Now. You're translating. <laughs> you got to draw the out the, the syllables I'm a little bit. I'm doing my best corner Western person. <laughs> You're translating the language to one side or the other. Now, the other common thread, this is the one that's in the paper. Right? Mm. The common thread in the paper was that the focus of both of those was on the result. Right. What do we want? We want to reach an agreement. Right. And what they didn't focus on was what transformative mediation focuses on. Now, I'm going to talk about that. Okay. Now, what the people who came up with the idea for transformative mediation saw was that even though evaluative and uh, what's the other one? Facilitative. Facilitative mediation were good at coming up with a result. They weren't good about the relationship. Right. So what transformative said was, you know what we're going to do? we're going to sit the two sides down and we're going to let them air their grievances at each other. We're not going to defuse the language. We're not going to point out weaknesses in their argument. We're going to let these two talk because what we want to do is we want to heal the relationship by causing a change within the person or a transformation. Exactly.
0: We haven't even rehearsed
1: this. Ladies we and haven't. This is, this he is just pointed. How, it and I knew this is how, uh, much sense this stuff makes when you when you actually know about it.
0: I'm following. I'm All following. Right. You guys following at home? I'm following.
1: So it focuses on two different things. It focuses on an empowerment shift, All right? Okay. All right. And hold on, I have to I have to go back. Uh, it's an empowerment shift, and there's another one. We'll get into that later. You don't really have to know the, the language, but one focuses on changing your views of the other person. The other one focuses on changing your confidence in yourself. Not yeah. so much to to get a bit to a better to get to a better uh,
0: a better state,
1: better state, State know, Farm. A good State Farm, you know. State Farm is not there. Hold on, I have a story about that. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I got a story about State Farm. We <laughs> but it focuses not on uh, getting to a better bargaining position, but rather getting to a position where you're more confident in your own position. So that you're willing to accept that you and the other person may or may not reach a reach common ground. But what you're doing is you're no longer seeing the person as an opposition. You're looking at them as another person. Right. And that's the goal of transformative mediation. We're taking the way you view the other side and we're changing them from an inhuman enemy to another person in the room who may have a different way of looking at the situation but has a valid point and also is a person that deserves respect and la da 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 da. -da -da. Right,
0: right, right. So from the the standpoint, I'm sure you're all listening like, okay, this is all cool and all. What does this have to do with gamers? Well, this is a holistic relationship talk show for gamers and we are bringing it to this point. Gamers, we're a pretty passionate group of people. Would you agree? Yes, we are. And we get kind of heated about things every once in a while. Would you agree? Noob. And I'm get, get good. Uh, sometimes we have trouble communicating with each other in a way where we can both obtain this mutual respect for just being human beings. Absolutely. Uh, there's been a lot of cases in the gaming communities, different gaming communities, uh, competitive, non competitive, casual. I mean, from. From Street Fighter Five, which is coming out soon, I mean, people are already amped about that. To excited. Minecraft,
1: Karen's back.
0: To to RuneScape, I mean, there's there's a whole bunch of communities that just don't seem to be able to treat each other fairly, and you know, all that type of thing. So, I've been taking notes about all these different forms of mediation: facilitative, evaluative, and transformative. And to put it in gamers' terms, this is really what I'm going to call the Triforce of med- of mediation. The Triforce. Uh, there's three ways of dif- of doing it, of course. Uh, and when all used together, I'm sure they're more powerful than the last. But transformative, which is what we're focusing on today, is really unique for the gaming aspect since we are trying to come to that 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 common ground that, okay, we may disagree about something, but we're still going to treat each other like human beings. We're still going to maintain a mutual respect and we're not going to cross certain lines.
1: Absolutely.
0: Right. So we can talk about things in an adult manner, in a mature manner, and come to some sort of agreement or agreement to disagree. Um, for example, Xbox is better than PlayStation. Now, this argument is stupid, hmm. anyway.
1: Very dumb. But console war is over, guys. The console
0: war has been over for a very long time. <laughs> console we- war is over, probably. After GameCube
1: era. Oh, pretty much. Hey, guys, we all win. Just, hey, we have three pretty good systems out right now. That's right. So just be happy.
0: Got the price drops. We're about to get into Black Friday. We're all going to be winners very soon here. Uh, but, you know, talking about that, sometimes we get a little, you know, over the top about it. So being able to have those disagreements, even if you think uh, Xbox One is better than PlayStation, is better than Wii, is better than PC, you know, whatever, uh, getting to those types of things, or even not that, if we're talking about issues like Gamergate
1: gamer gate
0: which you know got really blown out of proportion my goodness uh if we're talking about things like equality in video games
1: i mean while we're on this subject fellas can we just allow ladies to just enjoy games with us
0: that would be nice there are people too that'd be nice i just wanted to say that that'd be nice i appreciate that
1: i'm gonna get off my soapbox for just a (laughs) second i'm gonna get back on later it was such a small box remember state farms coming up (laughs) state farm (laughs) johnson are you listening
0: johnson johnson's i see him back there uh, but that's what we're trying to get to. So helping everybody figure out a way, if you have a disagreement, with because I know I've had mine. I mean, I'll be on uh, playing Awesome Knots or something and you got that one salty teammate, you know, or playing Smash Bros oh and you gosh. got that one salty run back you want to get. <laughs> but just being able to maintain that level of respect is what we're trying to get at here.
1: So stay with us. Stay with stay us. Stay with us. We're, we're going places.
0: But before we get into all that, we're going to take a quick commercial break and we will be wait. I'm not getting paid for this, Emma. No, I want to get paid. I mean, you, you could get high five. High five.
1: High five. You all right. heard it here
0: first, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we'll be right back after this quick break. Attention listeners. Now accepting open enrollment for universal healthcare services,
1: coverage for low HP and all major status effects, such as freeze, death, charm, charm dread, Blind, KO, disease, confusion, confusion, slow, and paralysis.
0: For more information, visit universe.org so you can say what it do with confidence. And welcome back to the Heartbeats Podcast where we've been talking about the Triforce of Mediation. Now, Drew's report with this thing really focuses on using transformative media as it relates to video game characters. Right to then take that and apply it to the more practical sense right. of what's happening in real life. Absolutely. So, let's talk about that for a bit. How does this how does this link between this idea, transformative mediation, uh, transfer into video games and then back into real life?
1: Well, when I started my research on this topic, I was a bit naive long ago long in a ago. distant land. Hold on, Aku. <laughs> Johnson, turn off the TV. <laughs> All right. Well when I, when i I was a bit naive when I started because I assumed that amongst the gaming public that this was pretty much a consensus that games dealt with relationships in this manner uh all the time and did so very well uh but it wasn't so I had to set out and prove that it did mm. and I feel like I did and here's how I did it okay I took different games and what you'll what you'll start to notice if you look at a lot of the more popular games the call of duties. The Grand Theft Auto, right? The 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 Red Dead Redemption, which is a uh, really good game. Big part of this paper, big 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 chunk of this paper is on Red Dead Redemption. What you'll notice that is the arc of the main character follows a a, a theory a, a, a narrative form called Bildungsroman. It's called what now? Bildungsroman. Bildung, Roman bill okay let me unpack this because that word sounds weird <laughs> all right what that means <laughs> i'm stuck on dung
0: right now bill- hey you gotta dig me it's out. a german word man. bill dung roman
1: uh to put it in terms that everyone uh understands the coming of age story okay all right i'm with you and it's that's where- bill dung roman that's what it's called all right i did the research now <laughs> hold on okay so, so what this means is that the the arc follows the character as they start off from a position of weakness and uncertainty and they then they grow until they're in a position of strength. And this isn't always just my character couldn't could barely handle uh um, slimes in level one <laughs> and now they're tackling <laughs> they're tackling uh Ganondorf in his pig form. There are so many slimes. Yeah, so many slimes. So many. There are no slimes in Zelda. I know. I know. But you know yeah. what we're getting at. You know, Deku okay, so, Scrubs. So Deku, scrubs. Yeah, Deku Scrubs. But what we're getting at here is that uh, you'll notice that the narrative structure you follow, and there will be characters along the way that start off very antagonistic. Your character starts very antagonistic towards them, or not, or they they lack the understanding mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. deal with that person on a human level. And if we're talking
0: very, about Zelda, a, per, a perfect example of this. We'll use Zelda. We're talking. Well, yeah, z- yeah, whatever. We'll Heart Piece Podcast. We, we hear we'll, Heart We'll use some Zelda it's on here. Theme. Uh, so. I'm thinking about why you're saying that, like having a, a character just conflict. I went straight to Legend of Zelda. You got uh, Milo, I think is the kid's name. Basically won't let you go see the Deku tree because you don't happen to have a sword and a shield. And he's a real jerk about it. Just a huge jerk. Blocking all your path and whatnot. But then later on, he gets out of the way. He comes to respect you. Mm-hmm. You know, realizes that, okay, I need to help this guy along. And, and you get better. Uh, another example of Legend of Zelda. Groose. Groose fulfills this role probably a better example. Groose is the uh, your arch rival almost uh, at the beginning but then later on ends up playing a pivotal role helping you out
1: in in the against the final boss fight. Absolutely yeah uh, and here's a here's an interesting one. And here's one I the one I used in most prominently within the paper was John Marston and his son Jack. That's a good one. Man, if you if you recall, if you played Red Dead Redemption, if you didn't, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. spoiler, cover your ears. Just la 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 la. la, 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 okay, la we'll la. tell you where to skip ahead to later. <laughs> Put an annotation up. Okay. So at the beginning of the story, Jack, John looks at Jack as this immature kid who has no idea how the real world works. He's got his head in the clouds. He's always in these books. Why won't you just learn how to be a ranch hand like your daddy? But by the end. When John comes back and he's on the farm, this is this is the last chapters in the book bu- in the end the book. See, this is how narrative <laughs> this game is. The last <laughs> chapters in the game, uh, when John and Jack are interacting, they begin to finally, for the first time, speak to each other as father and son, right? And to actually get to understand where each other is coming from, and this helps them shift, you know, from a position of weakness and non-understanding to a position of understanding and that's transformative theory in a nutshell that shift from weakness and from from a non-understanding of the other person to strength and to understanding they no you're no longer alienating yourself you're now accepting the other person as a person and seeing their point of view whether or not you agree with it that's transformative mediation in a nutshell, and you will find that over and over in video games. Uh,
0: let's Just talk about, about uh, Let's talk about another example uh, of of that type of a concept. You have uh, this happens in, in several. I mean, several RPGs. Um, you can even think about it from this standpoint. I'll use a kind of an extreme example. You have Super Mario RPG. Super Mario RPG. The very first Hashtag boss fight.
1: Geno for Smash. Geno
0: for Smash 4. Uh, the first boss fight you encounter in the game is versus Bowser. You know, of course. Of course. Saving Princess Peach.
1: Later in the game,
0: guess who is one of the best party members that you can ever get? Uh, Teacher. Teacher. Yes. Is it Bowser? Yes, it is. Drew. Gold star.
1: Yeah. and, and, and Johnson. Gotta pay attention.
0: This is one of the only games where Bowser effectively joined your party and helps you to beat the boss in the capacity that he's literally fighting alongside Mario and Peach. Uh the in-game team most frequently used, I think, is Mario, because he has to be on the team. Of course. Bowser, because he's freaking Bowser and he's strong. Takes Bowser? a lot of hits. And then Princess Peach, because she can revive you when you're dead.
1: You gotta have a revival.
0: So just putting that together, Bowser's always kidnapping Princess Peach. Mario is always coming in to save Princess Peach and defeat Bowser. And in Mario RPG, all three of them are working together to take down a boss.
1: We can so. even we can even keep this in Mario if you want. Okay. Super Mario Sunshine. The relationship between Peach, Bowser and Bowser Jr. That's true. That is very true. Yeah. Uh, at the first at first Bowser is just a monster and so is his son. Then you start to realize Bowser's just a dad trying to do what's best for his son and Peach <laughs> starts to empathize with their position. It's
0: true. It was the weirdest part. As it's soon as Jr. comes weird. out, and he's like,
1: "Mama Peach." I was like, "What?" And Peach is like, "Okay."
0: <laughs> like Mario, I was gonna, I was going to tell you. I just um I was waiting for the right time.
1: All right. Uh can we talk about another Mario theory? That's a bit off topic. All right. Mario and Peach aren't a couple.
0: This is this is true. You know who is a couple though? Mario and no, not Mario. Luigi. Luigi and Peach. And Peach. That's right. And their daughter is Rosalina. That's true. But that's just a theory. A, a universe theory. <laughs> I <universe>. am Taking <laughs> ownership of it.
1: No, no, Matt Pat. Don't 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 send me a cease and desist. Matt Pat, please. Please don't send a cease and desist.
0: But yeah, I mean, those are various I mean, we're just talking about the Super Mario right there. There's various uh things of transferred mediation. So when you, now that you understand what the content is, I'm sure you can think of several more games that are essentially the same. Uh Metal Gear Solid, Snake Eater. Absolutely. You got um jack versus the boss absolutely then big boss uh coming in later um you even have continuing Metal Gear Solid 4 you got Snake versus Big Boss in a way where they have a little bit of a heart to heart at the end there
1: absolutely father-son time
0: uh so I just Game comes up a lot the list goes on and on and on and on and on uh, how about uh, Shantae Risky Revenge oh your, absolutely your, risky's your, revenge. and then you come back uh Shantae and the Pirate's Curse you know yeah. Um, the relationship between Risky Boots and Shantae,
1: and if we're gonna bring up uh, uh, one of the what I think should be a Mount Rushmore female in games, and Shantae, let's bring about the first lady of female game. Well, the second, third, fourth lady <laughs> female game. She's
0: in the top five.
1: Lara Croft. Her not her most recent game. Her final game on the last generation of consoles, Tomb Raider, was that it was transformative theme, theory all throughout her entire arc from being a student who was way over her head to by the end being the tomb raider
0: yeah yeah this is the uh That's the a 2013 pretty... reboot we're referring to
1: and if we and to, to to just to give you an idea of how pervasive and far back reaching this theory is in the theory of video games just look at mega man Oh my goodness. Mega, Mega Man, Man is the most cut it's the most brass tacks example of this. Every single
0: enemy in Mega Man essentially comes along being mega man's friend if you really think about it i mean mega man can't get the job done without the help of
1: the robot the other robot masters
0: mega man's uh zero zero and mega man did not start off as friends much like uh sonic and knuckles hey much like Kakarot and vegeta hey uh the, the list goes on and on and on and on it's unbelievable But
1: but who cares? This is another thing that I think we need to understand. People care. I'm not going to get into the numbers, but when you get the time, do a little research on sales of games that you see, just the games that you think might fulfill this. How well did they sell? I guarantee you they will have sold very well and done very well from a profit margin standpoint so people care people care about this
0: the one that i can think of like to that model most recently that's like the biggest in my mind is probably last of us
1: the last of us
0: the understanding between joel and ellie oh my gosh how they kind of grow from being like not,
1: you know let's not spoil the last obligated
0: of us. yeah i still have to play through it oh <laughs> i'm sorry i haven't i haven't finished it I haven't, I, i'm sorry All wait right. wait i wasn't i'm not ready for that one yet uh but word okay so now that we know what we can identify the characters in the games. We know what trans- transformative mediation is. We know what we're talking about. What we're looking at here. How does then? How then can we take the lessons from those games and then come back and apply it to real life? How does, where does the link happen?
1: Uh, that is the big question, and that's where the research needs to be done. I am quite literally the only person who is looking at that link right now, presently. Mm. And hopefully, that changes. Uh, soon, as soon as we can get this thing, fingers crossed, fingers crossed, in a scholarly journal, right for the
0: publications, All
1: right, for the publications, for the win, yeah. Got to get those. Then publications. we'll start finding solutions. But I think the most obvious solution is uh, we can start gearing the edu- education on these subjects. On the games that exist. Right. We can start getting education based on these games. We just have to get people to start looking at the themes within the games. Because when you start looking at the games from this mindset, Mm -hmm. it's everywhere.
0: Yeah. I mean, we were rattling off tons of examples just off the cuff.
1: Tell me, how many times have you played a game and had a legitimate feels moment? Uh, several, Several times. Absolutely. You know what that is? What is that, Drew? That is you yourself... Experiencing a transformative shift based on what the character's going through,
0: you know, I never thought about it like that. Biggest game feel for me was um, Tales Symphonia for GameCube.
1: Mm, do tell,
0: I was very excited. Two disc game, massive story, lots of transformative mediation happening,
1: <laughs> <laughs> lots of feels in
0: lots of feels very loaded. Uh, that was first was one of the first games that actually popped a one tiny tier got popped a little tear. One tiny tear. Got a little misty. Yeah, that- I,
1: I got that way for this game called Brothers: A Tale of Two Sons. That game hit me right in the right in the heart piece. <laughs> hit me right in the heart piece. Hey, right in
0: the heart piece. Roll credits. Yeah, you can get the T-shirt now at T Fury. <laughs> you hit me right in the heart piece.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I think. But well, what this is, what this is, is where I think that it goes is you start teaching a transformative theory through the agency created. And that's the term of art. You need to know agency, agency, Agency. the agency created by this interactive media with the player.
0: That is really freaking interesting. You know, because I had never heard of transformative mediation until today. Um, I hadn't heard of, I think I've heard of facilitative. I think you're right. And that you were saying that's the one you'd probably hear of. I've, I've heard that term, um, And that and that's true. And just to kind of tie that back together, remember the difference between facilitative, evaluative as a pair and transformative is that the first two are looking for a result. And in result, they don't really care about how to get there. They just want to get there um, by absorbing the information from both sides, translating it back to either the same side or the other side, and then coming to a result. Much like settling in court over something. Absolutely. You know, it's it's ugly, but it gets done. Right. Ugly, but you get a thing. Transformative, not ugly. Still gets done, but probably a little bit more laborious. Maybe requires a little bit more maturity.
1: Oh, it requires work, and it can be a bit. It can be a process, but the uh, it's the it's the journey because the journey is where you build the empathy. The journey is where you get away from the alienation, and right. that's the that's transformative theory in a nutshell. Play me off, Sam. <laughs>
0: Play me off, Sam. Well, yeah, that's that is incredible. Uh, man, good stuff. I hope you guys learned a lot this episode is going to be a little bit short. Like we said, we're going to be trying to change up the uh, diaspora, I suppose you could the say, diaspora. as it were, of the Heartpiece podcast with Masterwife uh, having less time to be able to fill in. We're going to be changing up the format. So this episode is the is the first episode that you're going to hear uh, that's kind of done in the new format. We'll be making shorter episodes, but releasing more episodes each week. Uh, so the idea is to take a eh, 20 to 30 minute episode. Release two of those a week instead of doing our one kind of all inclusive together 40 45 minute to one hour episode. Uh Master Rifle of course still be on the podcast just in less frequency, maybe biweekly, maybe, you know, Two to three times out of the month, maybe two times a month. We'll see. She'll show up, but she will show up. But in, in the interim, in between, uh, we'll have some special guests like Mister Drew every day from the universe. Every day from the uh, We've had some other guests here. Run, actually, run as well. Do I and have time to describe? We the are Juniverse? in. Uh, Oh yeah, yeah. You got to describe know. the Drew universe. We've been talking know. about that. We've
1: been talking about the Druuniverse universe, and we just the are listeners like, are curious. What in the blue hell is a Drew universe? What is the Druuniverse? universe? I know a Drew, I know what a Drew is. I know what a Drew is. I know what a universe There's is. There's
0: a Drew sitting right next to me, but I don't know what a Drew universe is.
1: I can't say that I've seen one in real life. Well, let me explain the Drew universe. All right. So what that is, is I'm Drew. Hi, how you doing? Hi, Drew. I'm Drew every day. <laughs> the <laughs> Drew universe is for lack of a better way to explain it this is just a nutshell you know the druneverse is just whatever drew touches my sphere of influence as it were is the druneverse and everybody within the sphere of influence also known as the druneverse is a Druna knight so all the drune knights out there in the druneverse put your hands in the air feel like you just don't care and say one time the druneverse prayer what it do what it do? <laughs> I was
0: gonna say by association, I think we're all in the universe right we're now. We're in the universe right. It's it's now. Right now, by extension, we're all here. That's kind of wild. I know. <laughs> just blew you. <laughs> you see, you thought you were listening to the Harpies podcast in your car, but no, you're you're actually in the universe right in now. universe It's similar to the Twilight Zone.
1: Please, it- please observe all the the traffic laws because. <laughs> In the Dreamiverse, respect all posted I, I, placards. I can't represent all of y'all. <laughs> <laughs> and please, if you're driving, don't put your hand up. Yeah, don't. The air. Just keep both keep, hands. Keep your hands on the wheel, but still say the Dreamiverse prayer.
0: Use your blinkers. What it do. And you don't have to close your eyes. It's It's not really necessary. Please don't. <laughs> well, word. I hope you enjoyed this episode talking about transformative media with the man Drew every day. Thank you, man, for coming on and shooting this episode with me. Absolutely. A lot of good fun. As always, folks, you can listen to us on SoundCloud, on Stitcher, on iTunes, or at Heartpeace Podcast. .com and hey if you like what we're uh, saying here about all these different types of mediation facilitative evaluative, transform transformative the triforce the of tri- mediation triforce of mediation then you can go read up a little bit more about it at mediation.com mediation.com that is a
1: thing or you can get in contact with Drew Every Day and he'll do his best to explain it.
0: Indeed. Tell, tell the good people of the Drew Universe, uh, Drew Every Day, where they can find you.
1: You can find Drew Every Day at at Drew Every Day on Instagram, at Drew Every Day on Twitter, Facebook.com backslash Drew Every Day, or Drew Every Day at gmail.com.
0: That's right. Send in your questions about the Drew Universe, ladies and gentlemen. It's a big world out there. Big. <laughs> it's dangerous to go alone, as we say here. But until next time, folks.
1: Let's go together. (laughs) Let's go together.
0: (laughs) Peace out, heart pieces.